everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Lucanon, and in this episode, we are covering the ninth episode of Season 2 of Picard, Hide and Seek. This is the one where, at the Chateau in 2024, Picard, Seven, Rafi, Rios, and Talon are pinned down by the Jurati Queen, Adam Sung, and his Borgified mercenaries, as the Jurati Queen is trying to gain access to the La Serena and get a 400-year jumpstart on the Borg's assimilation of the galaxy. As Rios is transported away along with Teresa and Ricardo, the mother and son he befriended, the group splits up as Seven and Rafi head back to the ship, while Jean-Luc and Talon lead Sung and his mercenaries down into the catacombs of Chateau Picard. As they do so, Picard starts remembering his mother Yvette and the moment in his life that he tried so hard to forget. I'm not going to mince words here. Season 2 of Picard is a mess. I haven't watched the whole season since it first aired in 2022, but this somehow managed to be worse than its rocky first season. This was probably due to the fact that after the delay due to the COVID-19 pandemic and Patrick Stewart's old age, the production decided to film both this and the third season back-to-back. And with new showrunner Terry Metalis, who is a diehard trekker and who got his start in the industry as Brandon Braga's assistant on Voyager and Enterprise, putting the majority of his focus on the third and final season as the TNG reunion season fans were clamoring for and the undiscovered country that the TNG crew never got, the second season got screwed over with its season-long plot of Picard and the assembled crew of the La Serena having to travel back in time to LA in 2024 to stop a new alternate future of a fascist confederation of planets that involved Q. There are so many plot threads, elements, and ideas that are thrown in here that it barely makes any coherent sense. And of the numerous sins that the season commits, the biggest one for me was throwing Alison Pill, Santiago Cabrera, Evan Ivagora, Issa Briones, and Orla Brady under the bus by having their characters either diminished, written off, or just flat out abandoned. It just sucks to see these actors, who this was probably a dream come true, to work on a Star Trek series opposite Patrick Stewart, and to be inducted into the Star Trek world and family, be done dirty and wasted on subpar material. And I hope Michelle Hurd got a gold medal or some sort of award when the series wrapped for being the only new character introduced in Picard that managed to last all three seasons and have character development. So why have I decided to not just skip ahead to season three and to cover this particular episode? It's because there was a moment in this episode that landed for me emotionally. As Rios is transported back and saves Picard and Talon from Song and his mercenaries, a skeleton key falls out of a lock and onto the floor. And at that moment, Picard finally remembers what happened. I'm having the strangest memory. Follow it. See where it leads. moments in time we wish we could travel back to. Memories, pieces of life better lived in reverse. In those moments, tragic endings might rewind into joyful beginnings. Moments of loss into those of gains. I remember now in a cloudy moment of extreme melancholy. My mother hung herself here in this place. And for all I've lived, all I've seen and done, I suppose this is the moment I've kept myself from remembering. This moment I'm so powerless to reverse. My mother was ill, I'm told. 
But I only ever thought she was inspired. That night, my father had locked her into her room for her own safety. Perhaps for mine as well. But she begged me to help her, told me how much she needed me, how much she needed my help. And this is the part I've spent my whole life trying not to remember. I thought I was saving her. So after he fell asleep, I let her out, you see. If only I had left that door closed, she might have become an old woman. I used to imagine seeing her older, offering me a cup of tea, and asking for a chat. This skeleton key migrated all over the house. I wish that day it hadn't ended up in my hand. I loved her. Desperately. Love can be a source of great grief. And immense pain. Of tremendous guilt. A reason to run from ourselves. Or away from each other. Love can be a curse, but always incompletely. It's a gift. series was to further explore Jean-Luc in his old age as he grappled with who he was and became later in life. Up to this season, the only reference we had to Jean-Luc's mother was in the first season episode Where No One Has Gone Before, where Picard saw an elderly version of his mother offering him some tea and a chat. And with season two and Q sending him on the mission so that he can finally have this realization and emotional breakthrough, it's a revelation in moment that might not redeem the season as a whole, but it at least makes it worthwhile. As for the rest of the episode, with Agnes fighting the Borg Queen within her body, this was the payoff of the Gerardi Queen plotline of the season. Her outsmarting the Borg Queen, played here by Annie Wershing, and then getting through to her with a proposal of creating a voluntary collective was both satisfying to see with the character of Agnes, and frustrated in seeing Alison Pill, who I've always liked as an actress and was the person I was most excited for when the cast was announced, be written off. Aside from showing up in the finale, this episode was her song. I also want to give a shout out to Wershing as the Borg Queen. She's a character actor who I always perked up when I saw her. Her first guest starring role was in the season one episode of Enterprise, Oasis. She then went on to play Renee Walker on 24, Tess in the original The Last of Us video game, and then would show up on Castle, The Vampire Diaries, 
Timeless, Runaways, Bosch, and The Rookie. So her appearing in Picard was her career coming full circle, as she passed away earlier this year to cancer and was only 45 when she died. So there's an extra poignancy to seeing her as the Borg Queen, who realizes that her relentless pursuit of perfection will always end in the destruction of the Borg. Also, of the various callbacks and references done throughout the season, I did like that Talon was a watcher, and that her method of transporting is the same one that Gary Seven used in the Assignment Earth Season 2 finale of TOS. I like it when Trek goes for the deep cut references instead of the obvious go-tos that everyone and their grandma knows. And bringing back the Watchers from the episode that was a backdoor pilot to a Gary Seven series that Gene wrote when he thought that the series was going to be cancelled was one of the few things I liked about the season. Also, at some point, I hope they went back to remove the four Borgified mercenaries that were beamed into the brick walls of the catacombs of the Chateau. I'd hate to see the young Jean-Luc be traumatized even further. While the season overall was a goddamn mess, it was this important revelation of the event and trauma that made Jean-Luc Picard the person that he is that made this season worthwhile. Join me tomorrow for when we arrive to season 3 of Picard and get some backstory to one of my new favorite characters of modern Trek. Live long and prosper, and also live well.